How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Into the happy hour, we roll. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Chris Ello, somewhere in Vegas, living the, <laughs> having the time of his life. No, I'm joking. He's trying to make it back. I don't know if he'll get back in time for the show. So you get Scraby and I. Uh, Padres go down to the Doyers today. I believe it was 8-3. Right? Yes, 8-3. 8-3. Uh, Nick Martinez pitched pretty good. Had a Gave up three runs. Only one was earned due to his own uh, era. Um, who followed him? Oh, Ryan Weathers. Oh, uh, yeah, Gave Ryan Weathers. Gave up two uh, in his uh, four innings of work, I believe it was. What? Okay, let, let's... Can we, let's take a break right there. I want to ask you about Ryan Weathers. Break right there. <laughs> Shoot. Because, like, we saw him come out. We saw him have success. And I'm not talking about the, the playoff outing that he had in 2020. But we saw him have success. And then he kind of, he kind of, uh, he didn't kind of, he did fall off. And it seems like he's struggling to refine that form. And, and I hope he does it because I like Ryan Weathers. But it doesn't seem like things are going well right now. Um, is there a question in there that you're asking me? Or are we just, we the just question is, Ryan um, Weathers question. The question is, do you see, do you see Ryan Weathers figuring this out? Okay. Um, first and foremost, Ryan is 23 years of age. That is young. Um, he got to the big leagues in, what was that? The COVID year? 2020. 2020. So he was 20 years of age when he got to the big leagues. Um, and so, listen, I don't know that you can make the argument that he had success early. He had success in that postseason, and that was literally two or three games. Yeah. The following year, he went 4-7 and seven with a 5.32 ERA. That was 18 starts, 94 innings. You got to remember, at that point, he hadn't even been built up to – to really, he hadn't thrown any innings in his career, you know. So, um, I, I personally think Ryan's going to be fine um, in due time. He's shown, I think, some market improvement this year. Um, he's still got some things to clean up, but I think he's going to be perfectly fine. You know, that COVID, the 2020 season was almost uh, it almost set him up for failure, right? Because he comes in in the postseason, he punches out some good pit, some good hitters, or he gets out of a jam. I can't play, remember what it was. Yeah, in the playoffs. In, in the playoffs against the Dodgers. This was right. He came in right after Clevenger got hurt, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember, um, but I do remember him being thrown into the game. 
He's thrown into the game. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be fine. I think we just we are conflating the, the 2020 season and the success he had in that short series and then trying to, you know, put it all together. This is a young guy that didn't have a normal process. Even that 2020 season, right, he's pitching in, what, what are they calling that, that place? The it taxi was like a, squad or? It wasn't even a taxi squad. It was like the, I can't remember. The I, fortress. I, I, put it, I put it out of my mind, but they <laughs> they definitely, it, uh, the al- the alternate site. Yes, there was, we go. He spent, he spent the whole season, most of the season at an alternate site. And so, you know, he hasn't had the same luxury of being able to learn. Last year was really his first year full from from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, pitching in the minor leagues, making his starts, you know, getting a chance to really learn. So, yeah, I think he's going to be fine. Um, what does that mean for this year? I don't know. Uh, but certainly he's one of the guys in the mix for these extra bullpit for these for these for one of the extra spots if there's one available and if he doesn't make the team off of, out of camp um he can he can pitch his way into the conversation where he could be a call up cuz remember I think it was 56 guys Padres used last year on their way to an NLCS so it'll be beyond the 40 men guys that they have so i just think uh, he just in due time he's gonna be he's gonna be perfectly fine. I have to I have to like change my process of evaluating players when I'm looking at their stats and everything. I need to go check the birthday. Yeah. I need to go check the birthday. I need to see how young they are, where where they've been, because right. because it, it is true. Twenty three years old. Not many are gonna be lights Listen, out at twenty three. They're, they're not. There there aren't a lot of Fernando Tatis Jr. Yes. Juan Soto. I know we happen to have two of those guys. Manning, we got like a bunch of them on our team That's who all true. reached the big leagues at an early age. But that is nowhere near the norm. It just that does not happen very often. Um, and that's why the Padres are good, because they have some guys like that. But does that mean that everybody else's process, if it doesn't reach the level of big league at 20, 21, 22, 23, that it's a failure? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And so... Yes, to answer your question, I think uh, Ryan Weathers will certainly uh, have an opportunity. Kevin Ac writes about Joe Musgrove and that broken toe. I was giving Joe a hard time the other day. I was like, dude, you couldn't get that big dog out the way before that weight fell. Man, you got some big dogs. But apparently, Joe and this is this shouldn't surprise anybody. Yeah, it didn't surprise um, me. Um, this dude is driving forty minutes every morning to sit, and uh, for those who aren't familiar with it, a, a hyperbaric chamber. Um, in hopes of of speeding up the healing process. Now, um, he's he's adhering to a diet uh, by the Padres nutritionist. Um, Her name is Whitney Milano, uh, full of iron and potassium, low on salt. He's doing literally, as I told you guys, if you heard me say this, uh, this dude will turn over every rock possible to figure out the best best way to get to where he needs to go. He has no problem doing that. I don't know if you guys have... Craig, have you ever been in a hyperbaric chamber before? Ah, uh, I don't think so. You would know if you had. Oh, well then I ha- I have not. Okay, so I've been in one, been in a couple times. Try to heal a hamstring a little faster. Okay, but it's it's basically like a how I would describe it is like a clear casket. <laughs> I can pure, imagine it now with pure oxygen being pumped in it. Oh man, um, and that helps with the the healing process, 
And so that's what he's going through right now, trying to heal this bone. I actually did it when I broke my foot. Really? Uh, fouled a ball off my foot, and I was trying to get back as soon as possible and go to the hyperbaric chamber, lay in it for a couple of an hour, get on out. You don't feel anything, but you just hope that over time you do it enough. And he's doing it every day, it sounds like. So for two he hours. Probably, he's going to get something out of this. Yeah, he, he's sure. putting in the work on this whole thing. Uh, you know who else slept in a hyperbaric chamber? Who? Terrell Owens. Oh, when he, he came did. back from the broken line. That's that's the kind of stuff we're talking about here. Yeah, before Antonio Brown became the Antonio Brown we know, he used to like just put those things on his legs all the time. It was like a sleeping no. bag or something. Yeah, no, it's not a, it, it's not putting any I mean like it's literally like a it'd be like a there's portable ones that look like uh, a little sleeping bag. So you have to be but, do you have to be fully contained in it? Fully contained oh, in man, it. Man, I don't know if I can yeah, do that. Yeah, that's the tough part. <laughs> that's the t- I'm not going to lie to you. The first time I did it, I had a, I almost had a little little panic attack at first. It's clear though. I, it's clear. That's okay. what saved me. That's what saved me. I did. Um, um, I did the a portable t- ones. Go ahead. The, the the one I was in was at like a facility, so the whole thing was clear. Mm. But the portable ones have like a only like a little window. I know exactly that's, what you're talking about now. It looks like a spacesuit almost. Yeah, that's that's clear. And that one, I think I would have had a little bit harder problems. See, with. I'm okay with the spacesuit for some reason, but I'm not okay with the the, the clear casket, as you said. Yeah, no, that's that's how I that's how I described it. A clear casket. I did. I did a uh, back in the day. I I did tanning beds every once in a while when I was uh, getting ready for a trip to Hawaii. This was like more than ten years ago. Yeah, because tanning beds uh, they uh, were in they were in style for a little bit. Didn't did people realize this oh, was at the gym? Yeah, this was at the gym. So I would walk <laughs> in, get my work on, and then I would go over to the tanning bed at the gym. But the first Bacon time I bake. got into it. I I couldn't a have anything in my ears because I've seen I think it's I still know what you did last summer where oh. someone's in the tanning bed and they zip tie it <laughs> shut and turn it all the way up and I couldn't they burn to death yeah and I couldn't do I it remember. so I sat there for a good long while like it's not Would you, like looking happen. over your shoulder every like five minutes I kept looking at the door I kept looking at it <laughs> but I mean Joe Musgrove more that, power that to him. Be a, yeah that I mean that shouldn't be a surprise man Joe Joe cares a lot about himself and his team and, and he he wants to get back as soon as possible uh the only really dark spot in this is Juan Soto right now mm. dealing with this calf yeah tell us what doesn't you know. seem to, it, it seems to be uh precautionary uh he, he's, he's still planning on playing in this WBC he, uh Bo Mel was asked if there needs to be any modifications like a DH only or certain amount of time in the field while he's gone, would that be something? He said if it's necessary, it's something that can be discussed. It hasn't, doesn't sound like. Uh, but they want to make sure he stayed back as Manny, Nelson, uh, a bunch of guys for the Dominican. I think I saw Cattell Marte on the PJ with those guys. Ooh, a PJ. Um, private jet. Uh, no, I know. Uh, I'm just saying that's awesome. Yeah, no, they. Uh, I don't know who put the bill for it, but they're all on it. <laughs> they could afford it. Um, I think uh, Teoscar uh, Hernandez was on that plane with them as well. So uh, we'll see uh, when Juan Soto ends up joining them. There is no timetable for it at this point. I did uh, see, and we talked to Sam Levitt earlier on in the show, but I, I saw, I think it was a Kevin Acey tweet or, or something like that, but one of the reporters said that he is most likely going to be flying out on Friday. Okay, well, that's that's news to me. So that wasn't available this morning. So it sounds yeah. like 
Friday, so that's the end of the week. Meanwhile, he'll probably be harassing um, the minor league pitching over there on the, on the backfield. We <laughs> he saw hit him a home run today. Taco. Yeah, so, you know, he's, he's – I'm telling you, man, he's locked in. His swing looks different. Trent, or Trent's swing looks different, and Jake's Cronenworth swing looks different. Those are the ones that stand out to me. Speaking of Trent, yeah. Bo Mel was asked about Trent Grisham and the start to his spring training. He uh, had a rough one today. Uh, going up with against Trevor May and uh, who was the first pitcher? Oh, Noah Syndergaard. But prior to today, he had been really good. Bo Mel was asked about Trent Grisham being more aggressive at the plate. Grisham's kind of uh, commitment to being a little more aggressive oh, yeah. seems to be doing exactly what it should. What do you What do you see? Yep, he needs to be. He's got power. I mean, there are a lot of things he can do. The eye's never going to go away, but just a little tweak on on. You know, being more aggressive, and I see we're seeing the fruits of that right now. So, when he says more aggressive, is he talking about swinging at more pitches, or what is he talking about? That's that's what he's talking about. But swinging at more pitches is own. And what happens for for a hitter? I know for me, when I would be in these lulls where I'm being, when I'm not being aggressive, you end up feeling like you're O two all the time. And what I found is when you start being on the attack, as opposed to like. Just put picture this. Get you put yourself in the box, looking out at the pitcher, and the pitcher's getting ready to throw the ball, and you're in the process of getting into position, and you're just looking, like waiting to make a decision. When really, as a hitter, I remember my uncle Chris used to tell me this all the time. It should be in a box. Yes, 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 and then no at the last second if it's not a pitch you're gonna you're gonna hack. As opposed to you know what I'm gonna wait and see what comes out of his hand. Things are happening too fast at the big league level, so you want to be aggressive. And it's and what ends up happening is you end up kind of honing your strike zone in even better so that when you're being aggressive, now all of a sudden you recognize, oh, that pitch is not in the area I want to hit it. I'm going to take it. And now all of a sudden you start walking more, you're on base, and when you are aggressive, you're barreling it up, and that's what you've seen from Trent now. It's baseball, so he had a, a, a rough one today, but he's been really good to this point and so um i think it's it's i have a hard time believing that you'll see the same type of offense from trent grisham in 2023 as you saw most uh, of 2022 well that right. is music to everyone's ears yeah i know everybody was trying to put my man trent out to pasture last year and then he saved the whole first <laughs> and second round so yeah take that all right let's get to break when we come back, more Gwen and Chris, more happy hour on the way. Here's some traffic. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 520 PST 620 MST. I don't even want to try to do what Chris is, wherever Chris is. I have no idea right now. I think Chris is Mountain (laughs) Standard Time right now, isn't he? Chris? It's daylight time now. Yes, I know. It's actually not dark outside. There is daylight. Thank you. We're talking about time zones. I know. What, what ta- what I don't know where I am either. Okay. okay. Perfect. Played right How's into it? the joke. How was how was the uh, girls' game? It seemed like it was a it was a it was a doozy. Yes, let's hear it for the red and black. It was uh, yes, quite the game, guys. The they, uh, they were down the entire way. Uh, they never led until the final score. So uh, it was. Uh, it was definitely a, a, a an uphill grind the entire game. They fell behind by seven early, and then uh, were down. I think nine was the most they were ever behind. But every time they caught up, they they pulled even three or four times. Every time they pulled even, New Mexico would go on a run. And uh, like I said, they never got the lead until about forty seconds to go. Uh, their point guard Asia Avenger made a bucket, and then they survived two possessions at the end by New Mexico and. Uh, they came out of there with a win, so a lot of credit to those kids. It was a pressure-packed game. Do you know? Do we know who we're playing tomorrow? We do, and uh, the good news is they won. The bad news is they have to play UNLV tomorrow, and UNLV oh, has now won yeah. uh, 20 consecutive games. Uh, they oh, finished due, the conference then. undefeated. So. They're due for an L. They are due for an L, absolutely, Tony. <laughs> and uh, the Aztecs played them pretty tough during the regular season. They they lost both games by six points. So I don't think they're going to be you know necessarily scared of them. I don't think they have to give in to them. But you know UNLV is undefeated for a reason. They got a pretty good team. So it'll be a it'll be a big challenge for them tomorrow. But you know it's, I'm very happy for them. You know when you follow a team all year long, you know how hard they work. You know all the effort they put in and. You know all of the late nights and airplane travel, and so it's it's exciting to see them have a have success like that today. Yeah, it was uh, nice. Always nice to see uh, the Aztecs, uh, whether it's the men or the women, get a victory and move on to the second round of the Mountain West Conference tournament. And, and I assume you know he's number number one seed, right? Because Aztecs are five. That's a four five matchup, right? Yeah, right. The Aztecs won a 4-5 matchup. UNLV's number one. And uh, so, you know, you take your shot at them tomorrow, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you heard anything about the game today. Uh, Dodgers 
take uh, take it to the Padres, 8-3, in a game that doesn't count. Just want to remind everybody of that. This, uh, these, these numbers it does don't count. It does win. Yeah. We took a big hit today, guys. We took a big we hit. Took a big big hit. <laughs> it's, it's not funny. I don't know why you guys are laughing. So. Well, I mean, listen. how far out of first place are we now? I don't even want to look because it makes me cry. You haven't Man. checked the standings recently? No, they're six and five well, though. You know what? Do you know what? That's a that's a great idea. Let's let me pull up the Cactus League numbers. You right never here. know, Scraby. They might be on top. I mean, no, because the Dodgers know. are like seven and two. So they're actually oh, they they're actually six two and two, which is all to the ridiculousness of wait. Of there's whole... two ties. <laughs> yes, the Dodgers two have two ties. <laughs> they have two ties. So the Dodgers sit atop of uh, they sit second. In the in the uh, Cactus League Championship run, they're six two and two. Kansas City Royals are leading the way. Scrape ten and two, baby. They have been the entire way. Ten and two. That is a powerhouse. <laughs> it's a runaway. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this. the The Cactus League teams that have bad Major League Baseball teams are going to be better because none of their players are going to the World Baseball Classic. So. That that's that that also oh, good could point, be a little, yeah. little bit true you to know, that. I, Scraby, you make a good point like once a week, so you're good for the week. I, I you know this is the the tough thinking that I do on the drive down to work is wait a second, the Padres are going to lose because they have too many good players. That's how the Cactus League is going to go down. Yeah, the Padres go. have the yeah. second highest run differential in the Cactus League behind the Kansas City Royals, who are a plus thirty three. Padres are a plus eighteen. Well, I don't know I why just, we're doing uh, this. Running away and hiding, man. Somebody's got break. <laughs> once up I the saw Kansas the Royals, at, Royals. Once I saw the Royals at the top, it just was further. It was cemented in my head that this doesn't mean anything at all. You know what Blake Snell said the other day after his start? They asked him, "How do you know if you're you're ready for the season?" And he said, "Well, if this tells you anything, I didn't give up a run a couple years ago and then I started out the season poorly, so means nothing basically." <laughs> Speaking of Blake, uh I think he's I think he's set up, man, to have a good year, like a good full year. The last two years we've waited until the second half of the season before he was able to kind of kick it in gear. And remember, each of the first two seasons he was with the Padres, he didn't actually get to start the season healthy. You know, I think he had uh, growing issues. He had elbow issues uh, last year, and that prevented him from really having the type of spring that he, you know, most pitchers are afforded. He made his first debut yesterday. I thought he looked pretty good. Um, that same Blake Snell, Blake Snell stuff going. He gave up a run, but... Um, I, I think he's. I think he's. I think he's poised to have a a, a big season this year. And, and guess what? It's his walking year. It's a free agent year. It's a great time to have one. A lot of guys have great seasons in their walker, and I don't know if it's a you know coincidence or not. But you know, like Blake told us, I mean, the first year he was in San Diego, remember he was without his changeup. He he left it behind yeah, or something. That's he, right. He literally said he didn't bring it with he him. Left it behind. Remember he said he didn't have any bread or butter, so he was he was without <laughs> his best right. stuff. You know, but he's I'll tell you, he's a he's such an easy guy to root for. So you know, I yeah. think everybody wants to see him have a good year. He's so honest and so forthcoming, and such a great teammate that. Uh, He's one of the real good guys, so I, I would love to see him have a good year, and I, I don't see any reason why he won't. You know, I mean, uh, you know, thirteen thirteen wins is not out of the out of the realm of possibility, and 
You know, oh, keep that ERA down around three. You know, Tony, as long as he throws strikes, there's nobody that can really hit him that well. Stuff for stuff, I, I don't know that there is a – I can't think of a pitcher who has better stuff than Blake Snell when he's on. Like the fastball, the curveball, the slider. And although he thinks the changeup is some of his, his one of his better pitches, I don't think, you know, I don't think – he uses it like it's one of his better pitches. So he, he he's we seen when he's on, man, he's almost unhittable. And that's how you win a Cy Young. So I, I'm 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 a, I'm a big Blake Snell fan. I think he's gonna have a tremendous year this season. And uh yeah, man. He he especially when you think about it, Joe Musgrove is likely not to is is more than likely not going to start the season in his normal rotation spot. Uh so that if Blake Snell is going to, excuse me, if Joe is going to miss the first couple starts, it's going to be even more important for for Blake to be right coming out the gate. And it's interesting; he's kind of a forgotten guy in spring. I mean, Darvish signed the yeah. contract, you know, Manny signed the contract, Fernando's gone through his thing, contract extensions are for for you know Darvish and key guys, and then you re-sign Suarez, you re-sign. Um, Martinez, you know Nick Martinez. So, so every you you bring on Waka, you bring on Lugo. The one guy no one has mentioned the whole time is Blake Snell because he's just sitting there, and yeah, maybe and that's you know really that, good for him to just kind of sneak yeah. up on the season. But just about every other starting pitcher has been part of a story somewhere along the line. That's that's funny you said that because that's exactly what I was thinking. It, it might work in his favor, right? Nobody's paying attention to him. You almost forget that Blake Snell is really is one of the top three pitchers. And listen, when he's been in, when he's been healthy, I think in the month of August on, there is no one better in that st- on that staff than Blake Snell. And so that's the kind of potential you're talking with, and I think it's perfect. He just gets, gets to fly under the radar. He, he, you know, he, 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 he certainly came into camp this year with a focus on 162. And I'm not saying that he didn't have that focus, but when you've missed two years consecutively of being able to have max amount of starts, um, it does kind of it, it kind of raises your antennas. And he certainly has come in with a seemingly a different mindset. Yesterday was a good start to his season. Chris, are we going to have you back for the next uh, segment? I, I'm not going anywhere today. I'm I'm, oh. I'm done for the day here. So I'm oh, sorry. If I if I'm going to show up to the show three hours and ten minutes late, I'm going to hang on for the rest of it. <laughs> it sounds sounds good to me. Let's get to break. When we come back, uh, scrape. Who we have on earlier? I talked to R.J. Anderson about the World Baseball Classic. R.J. Anderson will um, speak to you guys next about the World Baseball Classic. <laughs> I couldn't think of a cool way to say that. I was trying to think of a cool out. It didn't work out for me. More Gwen and Chris on the way. March Madness off to a great start here in Las Vegas, at least for uh, San Diego State. The women got off to a great start with a thrilling March-type victory today over New Mexico. 69-68, the men will be coming out here to Las Vegas, start their tournament on Thursday. Gwen and Chris, Crisello, Tony Gwynn Jr., we are spread out all over the place. Yeah, I'm in Las are. Vegas. Tony's in Peoria. Scraby's in the Odyssey Palace Studios. And the Lakers are in the playoffs if they started today, Tony Gwynn Jr. Am I not mistaken by saying that? 
I thought they were half game out. Are they in? I, that was last I think they are tied for the 10th spot right now with the Utah Jazz. Last I checked, they are dead <laughs> dead heat with the Utah Jazz. If the playoffs start, I don't know how they would break that tie. But I think the Jazz have the tiebreaker. Why? <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just guessing. I don't I don't because either. ESPN has them in the 10 spot, so I figured oh, that they have them listed they... ahead of the Lakers, but they have yes. the same record. So the same record. The yes. Lakers are the Lakers are you know God, they're right there. They're knocking on the door. I got to tell you, I, I watched the game yesterday against the Warriors, or a lot of it, and you know I I've been hard on Anthony Davis, and and I am hard yeah, on him. But I have to when when the guy plays a great game, you got to give him credit and say he played a great game, and he was really locked in yesterday and. Uh, you know, I, I tell you this, uh, Lonnie Wheeler has come up big for them recently. It seems like every time I look up, he's Lonnie knocking Walker. down a three-pointer. What did I say? Wheeler? Walker, yeah. yeah. Walker, yeah. He's he's doing a nice job. And, uh, and you know, Vanderbilt has been a nice find. And Love Schroeder's playing him. good ball. I mean, they're doing it without one of the best players in the history of the game. And they're, they're, they're right there. They're, they're right there. And then if they get, if they get into the playoffs... And they get They're LeBron dangerous. James back, it it could get crazy. It could get crazy. Uh, first, I, I I want to address your Anthony Davis. I've also been hard on him, but it was it's not just one game. He had thirty nine in last night's ball game. Uh, the game they lost uh, the two days before to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. He had a, a really good game that one. He dropped what. 38 in that game um he's he's had over 30 he's had 30 plus in four straight now the lakers are two and two in those games but it's certainly not because anthony davis is is disappearing like it, it like it has been in the past he's been money and they got the game coming up here tomorrow against the grizzlies and fortunately for them because of john morant's decision making he won't be in that game. So this is a certainly a winnable ball game in L.A. for my Lakers. Did you say John Morant's decision-making? Yes, I did. <laughs> that is, yeah, that has, not been, that has not been excellent. No, for John it has Morant. not. But, you know, here's the thing about Anthony Davis that I see when he's playing well. I really think there's only one other guy in the whole NBA who's like him, and that's Joel Embiid. I mean, a seven-footer that really can play around the perimeters of the lane. You know, free throw line, elbow, down yeah. the lane, yeah. fall aways on the baseline. All three spots. And they don't yeah, they don't have to they don't have to make layups or dunks. These guys shooting touch is unmatched for big guys. There's yeah, nobody who has a touch as good as Embiid, except for maybe Anthony Davis. And to be at the height that they are and do what they do there's very few big guys who, you know, honestly have ever played that can do what those guys can do, Tony. You, you know what the, the irony with, with Anthony Davis, for me, and you're right, all three phases of the court, three-point line, elbow, block, they have an arsenal for all three. But the irony in Anthony Davis, and what I've noticed in the last four, is when he plays with a force he doesn't he he doesn't get these injuries it seems like almost the injuries happen or these nicks happen when he's trying to like tiptoe around something or like he's being like cautious 
It seems like in the yesterday's game, and he, and it almost felt like because he knew he was Draymond was guarding him, he had to play that way, or he would just be pushed away from the basket further and further. That there's less worry about him getting hurt, and I, I just hope that he continues to play with this force that we've seen the last four games because it's been it's been really really impressive. Meanwhile, the Bulls are out of playoff contention. Tony, I'm heartbroken. Did they fall out? Well, they're, I mean, they're, I don't know, they're three, I don't know, they're three or four games out of a playoff spot, which is pretty pathetic wow. when you're in a league where 20 of the 30 teams make the playoffs. Yeah. It's been a really bad When you break it them. down like that, yeah, it's Chris. <laughs> it's pretty that, sad. That is, uh, that's, that's tough. That's tough, for pretty sure. Pretty sad if you ask me, but that's okay. I'm hanging Only one in and there. a half out of the play-in, though. Is that all? Yeah, one and a half. Seven. Yeah, but look they're, at their record, Tony. It's it's. I mean, they're ghastly. chasing the wiz- They're chasing the Wizards, though. They're chasing the Wizards and they're chasing the Pacers. I mean, they're they're. What are they doing down there with those teams? Yeah, and the Pacers. Like they, the, the Pacers just beat. That's how you guys just lost your recent game, right? A three pointer by um, Hilliburton. Yeah. Never fails. Never fails. All year long, that's been happening to the Bulls. All right, we got to check some traffic. Get to Scraby's big time. WBC-themed interview with R.J. Anderson. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Searching for a parenting podcast you'll actually want to listen to? One that covers everything from how to deal with picky eating, how to grieve a pregnancy loss, and how to not hate your partner after having kids? Well, your new favorite podcast, After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings, is here. Hosted by two BFFs, this is a no-shame parenting podcast. Listen to and follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline is R.J. Anderson of CBS Sports MLB. You can visit him on Twitter at R underscore J underscore Anderson. R.J., how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. You know, I'm really ex- actually very excited about the World Baseball Classic. I, I think that I don't know why I get into these national uh, team sports and, and and become like the biggest fan ever, but I think this is going to be pretty interesting, especially where it's at in the baseball schedule. But just right off the bat, who do you think is going to win it all? Yeah, I think you have a small group of teams that can realistically win this. You know, Japan has been the most successful team in WBC, but the Americans won last time, and you know, you look at that lineup, and it's pretty easy to talk yourself into them making another deep run. And then outside of Japan, the U.S., I think you've talked about the Dominican Republic, just based off the strength of their lineup. I mean, if you haven't looked up some of their lineups, the weak spot is Gary Sanchez, a catcher, a catcher with big-time raw power. So, you know, there's only a few other countries I'd throw out there, but I think probably one of those three is most likely to win. 
Yeah, we, we've been talking a lot about the World Baseball Classic on this show and talking about how good the Dominican Republic team and, and it, they, how good they are. And Manny Machado is a part of that team. Juan Soto is a part of that team. Uh, Nelson Cruz, I believe, is the manager of that team. So lots of Padres influence on the uh, Dominican Republic team. But one of the things that you wrote about was that they're not going to have the pitch clock over there and it, with the WBC games. And so some of the players here locally have kind of been talking about how it's kind of weird they're going from pitch clock to no pitch clock and then when they're done with the WBC they're going to be back on the pitch clock and so two-part question here how much effect will the pitch clock have or will no pitch clock have uh, with the WBC players and do you think the current pitch clock system in baseball needs some fine-tuning yeah the first part is a good question I guess I would just say that you know baseball is a game of adjustments right and you know, these players to reach this level, they have to be able to make quick adjustments. Now, obviously, this is an adjustment with a timer as opposed to an adjustment in strategy. So it's a little different in that respect. But I think most of them will be fine. You know, if you look through the data, a lot of guys were throwing pitches or, you know, being ready to hit at an approximate amount of this pace. So I don't think it's going to be too great of an adjustment in that respect. Um, as for the second question, you know, I could see them fine-tuning it a little bit just so you don't have incidents like the Max Scherzer <laughs> and the game, gamesmanship that went into, you know, him sometimes quick pitching, sometimes delaying. <laughs> but, you know, otherwise, I guess that would have happened even without a clock. So there's just a little bit added incentive now for pitchers to, you know, play cat-and-mouse games because they can't necessarily do those with base runners anymore. So maybe that's it. Maybe they just need an outlet for that uh, part of their personality. Yeah, we're talking to RJ Anderson, CBS Sports, MLB. Uh, I was, we talked about Max Scherzer last week, and I thought out of all the guys, out of all the pitchers that were in baseball, he would have the most issue with a pitch clock <laughs> just because he's Max Scherzer and we know it, what, he, how competitive he is. But he really did find a different way to do things. And, uh, both Tony and I agree that they have to do something about that little loophole because, it's not fair for the hitter whatsoever for him to just throw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball down the middle when he's not looking for it. Yeah, and I saw I saw a quote from Chris Dale saying that he liked the pitch timer. And in my head, I was one of the guys I had down as being you know very much against it. And I figured if someone's going to blow up about this in April, it might be Chris Dale <laughs> or Max Scherzer. So for them to go take a liking to it, I guess it just shows that you know even if you're a Cy Young caliber pitcher, if you're still willing to make adjustments and you can still find something new to – you know, used to your advantage. That's true, and and I think sticking on the the pitch clock real quick. I think that the games have been obviously noticeably quicker. Um, do you think that that pace that the pace we're seeing right now is probably going to be the pace we see during the regular season? Or do you see it slowing down a little bit? Yeah, I guess that comes down to you know how lenient um, umpires are going to be, and maybe the sweet spot is guys get a little bit more tired, maybe a little more weary, you know you know, trying to manipulate hitters' timing through the use of the clock. But I would, I mean, you know, by the law itself, I guess that's basically the pace we're going to see because there's only so much room for, you know, those examples of gamesmanship or you know, slowing things down or what have you. So I would say this is probably going to be an approximate read of how regular season games will be playing, assuming that I do continue with a timer and it's called as it should be. 
Yeah, I'm 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 very surprised at how I feel about these pitch clock games, but uh, it'll be interesting going forward throughout the season. Uh, R.J. Anderson here, CBS Sports MLB. You can visit him on Twitter at r underscore j underscore Anderson. And you wrote about Jerkson Profar, and I didn't know this until I read about this, but he is going to be playing for the Netherlands in the World Baseball Classic. And one thing that I think I'm pretty surprised about here with Profar is that he's still out there and on the market. I, I wouldn't mind if the Padres would just go after him. I don't know what he's asking for, but it's kind of been a head-scratcher here in San Diego. But why do you think that Jerkson Profar hasn't found a team yet? Yeah, I mean, I don't know his asking price either, but that's obviously one of the first things you think about whenever a player goes unsigned after a high-quality season is maybe teams are not evaluating with him the way that he's evaluating himself. Uh, beyond that, you know, the skill set, obviously it's produced good results as recently as last year, but it is a skill set that was replicated a few times on the free agent market. Uh, Andrew Benatendi, similar player, more of a track record. So I think that worked against them. And, you know, it might just be a matter of every spring it feels like there's someone who gets <laughs> left out. And it's not necessarily a call on them as a player. Sometimes it's just the way it goes. I mean, Michael Conforto was that player last year. Yeah. Then he got hurt. <laughs> And then he signed a multi-year deal last this most recent winter. So it just goes to show maybe there's a multi-year deal waiting at the end of the rainbow for Profar as well. It just might take a little while to get there. Yeah, definitely. I, I hope that Bridgerick's and Profar finds the team because he was instrumental in what San Diego and the Padres did last year. So I'm I'm just really surprised. Padres haven't there's been no news out of San Diego Padres land about Jerickson Profar, so we'll have to keep waiting. But um, back to the World Baseball Classic, because we did say he was playing in that. But um, the yeah. we were talking about, you wrote about injuries and the injuries that could happen, the injuries that haven't happened, or why, why players aren't going to play in the World Baseball Classic. But there are certain safeguards in place to help prevent these injuries. Um, my question is, and, and what I was thinking about, is how much do the World Baseball Classic managers have to make decisions with like a, a full baseball season in mind? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the priority for MLB teams, and that's sort of the, you know, agreement that MLB makes in order to get MLB players involved. But, you know, there are safeguards, there are guide rails in place to prevent what we would perceive as, you know, uh, abusive or over-aggressive usage of pitchers in particular. So, you know, for instance, you're only going to see a maximum pitch count of 65 during full play. So, you know, you can't have whatever pitcher you want to say, you know, say Hugh Darvish because it's a Padres yeah. um, pitcher. He can't go out there and throw 120 pitches or whatever in full play. Now, that amount does rise, but even the championship round, you're capped at 95 pitches. So it sort of mimics spring training in a sense, you know, you're not asking starting pitchers to go out there and ramp it up all at once and treat this like an important game or, you know, a 100-pass pitch effort, you know, in at a time when they would usually be throwing, what, 60, 70 pitches. So those guide rolls are in place, and they also have, you know, restrictions on injuries. For instance, we saw Clayton Kershaw had to withdraw reportedly because he was having trouble finding insurance. And every player has to have insurance to play on the WBC. Mm. Teams can also say no if a guy has spent a certain amount of time on the injured list the previous year. You kind of saw that play out with Ronald Acuna Jr., although the Braves eventually relented and let him play. So, yeah, there are a few different protections to go into place. And uh, Ben Lindbergh of The Ringer looked into the data of the last time a WBC was played in 2017 and found that the injury effect in those WBC years was not all that great. So if you're a Padres fan, you do have a lot of players out there. You probably don't have to worry about injuries unless bad luck hits, which 
Yeah. Hey, bad luck is always going to play a role in baseball, yeah. no matter what. Yeah, no matter what, it's going to play a role in baseball. Real quick about the insurance thing. I didn't know that. So players have to have insurance on their their contracts to play in the World Baseball Classic? Yeah, they have to have insurance to play in the WBC. And, you know, in general, I feel like I feel like I've been thinking and talking a lot about insurance and baseball <laughs> contracts because the Carlos Correa situation yeah. is winner, too. So if you're unfamiliar with the world sports contracts and insurance and all that good stuff, it's not very interesting, but it does pop up on occasion. Yeah, it does pop up. That's uh, I'm going to look into – I find that stuff interesting. Like when Matt Leinert did it way back when. He he did when before he went to the NFL. But anyway, last one for me, RJ. Thanks so much for your time today. Um, we've heard from a lot of people in baseball about the Padres spending and how much they are actually spending, which is a ton. Where do you stand yeah. on the Padres spending in regards to what it means for the rest of Major League Baseball? Oh, I love it. I think it's a great example. You that know, boy. my coworker, Mike Excuse, said the small market is a mentality, a mindset. And I agree with that. You know, I don't want these teams to be ran like investments. I don't want them to be ran like big businesses. I want them to be ran like community goods. You know, it's about, it's about, you know, serving your community. It's a public good. It should be treated that way. I hate the idea of, you know, return on investment. Why would I care if this billionaire is making money <laughs> off his baseball team? If you wanted to make money off his investment, go elsewhere. You know, yeah. the stock market and the real estate and all these other forms. Leave it out of pro sports. No, I totally agree. And it's and then it's like the Cubs owners are crying foul about how much money they're making or they're losing, and then they put a bid in on like a Premier League team. It's like, well, <laughs> really? It doesn't seem like you're losing that much money if you're able to do that. So, uh, well, thanks so much, RJ, for coming on the show today. Everybody, go uh, to his Twitter and go to cbssports.com, the MLB page, r at r underscore j underscore Anderson. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, RJ. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to R.J. Anderson. Uh, we had to let Chris go, get his night started so uh, he can get some rest because uh, the Aztecs will be back in action tomorrow against UNLV 5 p.m. Um, so for Chris, or for Chris, for Matt, for myself, uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. I don't have a baseball game to do, so you get me for four hours. Sorry, guys. You guys have a good night. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.